politics, culture, chaos. It's time to make sense of it all. It's time to have a little fun. This is your afternoon dose of sanity. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. Turns out there was some drama today on the floor of the House of Representatives. AOC ran out in tears. Why do you ask? Because she voted present on the Iron Dome funding for Israel. Present and not no. You want to know why she voted present? Because she wants to run for senator. That's why. So she had to abandon her whack job caucus. What a day. Oh, man, what a day. Good afternoon. How's your day going, right? Hope you're enjoying it. There's a lot to discuss today. But I want to begin there with the Iron Dome. The Iron Dome is a completely... Uh, it's it's pure defense for Israel. It's it's pure purely defensive. It's not an offensive thing. It's just purely to protect Israel. And uh, the issue of whether or not the they should get the billion dollars for the Iron Dome was one of the topics that came up today on the floor of the House. Now, uh, you need to know that the people that voted no on this did not do so because they are looking to try to be fiscally responsible or they don't believe the United States should be getting involved in foreign entanglements. No, they're just, they hate Israel. That's the only reason why they voted no. They just hate Israel. And they're they're incredibly anti-Semitic. They're, they're, and, and the stuff that was said today on the floor of the House, I, I mean, it is, it's, it's outrageous. This uh, Rashida Tlaib, who's a gigantic anti-Semite, the stuff that she was saying about Israel today, unbelievable. Unbelievable. And uh, then Ilan Omar, another member of the whack job squad, she actually said today that progressives are being held hostage by conservative Democrats. So <clears throat> when I tell you that this party, their party is friggin' nuts, then you understand exactly what I'm talking about. I don't make this stuff up. I don't have to. They're just more than happy to show how crazy they are. In fact, to tell you how crazy the Democrat Party has gotten, Senator Bob Torricelli of New Jersey, he was a New Jersey United States Senator for a long time, until he resigned in disgrace. But it's beside the point for this purpose. He actually said today, he told uh, Just the News, that the Democrats' partisan $3.5 trillion budget reconciliation legislation is not the way to govern in a democracy. He was asked for his reaction by former, uh, to, by, to former Representative Lee Hamilton, who expressed opposition to the Democrats' attempt to push Biden's agenda through Congress without any Republican support. The torch argued that such narrowly partisan victories won't withstand the test of time. He said, quote, I understand. A lot of what the Democratic Party wants to achieve in the Congress, he said. And I understand the frustration with it, but Lee Hamilton is right. And if this is how we're going to govern, it will simply be undone in another election. It's bad what's happening right now. It really is. So let so let me begin with the Iron Dome and what happened today. This is Representative Tlaib, okay, opposing the Iron Dome. She would be called out a few minutes later by a member of Congress on her party named Representative Deutsch. All right. But I'll play for you what the anti-Semitic congresswoman from Michigan had to say here. Take a listen. As for one minute. Thank you so much, colleagues. I rise in opposition to this supplemental. I will not support an effort to enable and support war crimes, human rights abuses, and violence. We cannot be talking only about Israelis' need for safety at a time when Palestinians are living under a violent apartheid system and are dying from what Human Rights Watch has said are war crimes. We should also be talking about Palestinian need for security from Israeli attacks. We must be consistent in our commitment to human life, period. Everyone deserves to be safe there. 
The bill claims to be, quote, a replenishment for weapons apartheid Israel used in a crisis it manufactured when it attacked worshipers at one of the most holiest Islamic locations, the Al-Aqsa Mosque, committing, again, numerous, numerous war crimes. And yet, a $1 billion in American tax dollars or my colleagues want to give represents to me an absurd and unjustifiable 140 times increase to U.S. funding for the Iron Dome. I firmly believe our country must oppose selling weapons to anyone, anywhere, without human rights law compliance. The Israeli government is an apartheid regime. Not my words, the words of Human Rights Watch and Israel's own Human Rights Watch organization, Ben Salah. I urge my colleagues, please stand with me in supporting human rights for all. I yield. Wacko, right? I mean, total, total wacko. You can feel the silence on the floor of the House. So then uh, Democrat Representative Deutsch stood up to speak. It's, remember, this is another Democrat here. You know, this is another Democrat who has to get up. And I would just say to this guy, hey, man, this is your party. You're the party of anti-Semites. Now, it, listen, again, like I said, if Rashida Tlaib was standing up there to say, colleagues, the United States shouldn't be giving money to any country around the world for anything, for any purpose whatsoever. I yield my time. I, I, okay, like that's, oh, well, wow. All right, or she said, my colleagues, we don't have a billion dollars, um, which is why I'm also going to vote no on all the other wacky spending bills you're proposing. I've now decided I'm going to be a fiscal conservative. Ben sits down. Or if she stood up and said, colleagues, really, as George Washington once said, no foreign entanglement. So I'm voting no on everything that has to do with foreign aid ever. I, I yield the rest of my time. But that's not what she's doing. She just hates Israel. That's all it is. She just hates Israel. She'll gladly give that a billion bucks to the billion bucks to the Palestinians in a heartbeat or whoever else. <clears throat> the Iron Dome is purely defensive. This is, doesn't help war crimes or whatever else that she's saying. But this is this is what I would say to Representative Ted Deutsch, Democrat. Dude, these are your people, man. This is your party. And everybody called out the Republicans under Trump. Right. I mean, Trump never said anything horrible about another country like this. I mean, I think it was the asshole country's comment that got him in such hot water, which was somebody heard him say it was one of those 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 vicious rumors in any way. But here you have a member of Congress savaging one of our greatest allies in the world and accusing them of war crimes, apartheid, apartheid and um, yeah, and genocide, basically. And it, there's going to be crickets from the media on this. The media hates Israel, too. I don't. I really don't understand. I still don't understand how Jewish people in this country can vote Democrat, given what has become of the Democrat Party. I just, I don't get it. And before you send me an email, if you're a libertarian going, we shouldn't be spending any money. About it. Listen, it's, that's not her point, though. Right? So she's savaging one of her, 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 one of our greatest allies and accusing them of horrible, horrible things. And it's, it's, it's pathetic. It really is, because when the rockets start flying into Israel by Hamas or whatever other whack job group uh, du jour is over there, the Iron Dome is there to defend it. And we have a lot of interest in Israel, which is why they want to fund the money. And again, if she wants to stand up and say, look, I just I'm opposed to this kind of spending, that'd be one thing. But I didn't hear her say that. Did you? I didn't catch that. She said that. I think I missed it. So this is what this representative uh, Democrat had to say here. Uh, my friend. Chair DeLore, and I thank the speaker. Uh, Mr. Speaker, I have a speech about how important it is for us to stand up against terror and the terror strikes against Israel. 
launched by the terrorist group Hamas from Gaza. 4,500 rockets that Iron Dome helped us stop. And I have a speech that's all about how important it is for us to replenish that. But Mr. Speaker, I cannot, I cannot allow one of my colleagues to stand on the floor of the House of Representatives and label the Jewish democratic state of Israel an apartheid state. I reject it. Today, this caucus, this body, the House of Representatives will overwhelmingly stand with our ally, the state of Israel, in replenishing this defensive system. If you believe in human rights, if you believe in saving lives, Israeli lives and Palestinian lives, I say to my colleague who just besmirched our ally, then you will support this legislation. May I have 15 more seconds? It was a gentleman 15. I yield the gentleman 30 seconds. Is recognized for an additional 30 seconds. Mr. Speaker, we can have an opportunity to debate lots of issues on the House floor, but to falsely characterize the state of Israel is consistent with those, let's be clear, it's consistent with those who advocate for the dismantling of the one Jewish state in the world. And when there is no place on the map for one Jewish state, that's anti-Semitism. Yeah, well said. And I reject that. Good. You should reject I your party. I stand in support of this important legislation. I thank the Speaker, the Majority Leader, the Chairwoman for bringing this forward. And this I urge every one of my colleagues to stand with us in support of it. Now, why don't you leave the Democrat Party? You're in a party of anti-Semites. You're the party of anti-Semitism, brah. Why don't you leave? Why don't you quit? I had to listen to all these never-Trumpers for years go on and on about how can you be part of the Republican Party now that Trump is in there. First of all, Trump never displayed any hatred towards any country on the, on, on the planet. Your party, dude, this is your party. You know, if I had a, a, a Republican stand up on the floor of the House and, and give a speech advocating white supremacy, advocating some uh, uh, whatever wacky thing that they always accuse Republicans of, which is all BS. Here you have a member of your party who hates Israel, wants to see Israel abolished, gone, wiped off the planet, doesn't want the Iron Dome so that Hamas can destroy it. That's why. This is your party, pal. Welcome to the party, pal, Ted Deutsch, waking up now to this. And all these Democrats, why don't you kick her out? Why don't you kick her out of the party? Expel her. Expel her from the House. Expel her from her committees. Be done with her for what she said. For what she said today about Israel, if you really care about fighting anti-Semitism, if you really want to stand with our closest ally, Israel, then why don't you kick her off her committees? Goodbye, you anti-Semitic jackass. You're gone. Final count on the Iron Dome, 420 yes votes, nine no votes, two present. Here are the no's. Ready? Tlaib, Carson, Omar, Massey. Now, again, Tom Massey's no vote is is for a much different reason, and I love Tom Massey. And this is why I said earlier, if you're a libertarian, don't email me with the reasons why Tom Massey voted no. That's not relevant to the reasons why she voted no, okay? That's very important to understand. 
Massey voting no because Massey doesn't think we should be spending money on this kind of stuff. Uh, fine, he's consistent on that. And it's not because he's anti-Semitic. This is why I said earlier today, please, before, because I know what happens. I'll get an email with somebody explaining why we shouldn't be funding the Iron Dome based on this, this, or this. That's not what she said. I'm not here criticizing Tom Massey. Do you notice that? I'm criticizing her for her reasons for voting no. She's an anti-Semitic. She's awful. Other no votes today. Newman, Ariana Presley, another whack job member of the squad, Garcia, Gravalia, uh, and and Bush. Present, Hank Johnson and Ocasio-Cortez. Now, why did Ocasio-Cortez vote present? Okay, so Ocasio-Cortez voted present because she doesn't want to uh, alienate the squad by voting yes, the whack job anti-Semites in her party, but she doesn't want to vote no because if she votes no, then what's going to happen is then she's going to kill her chances to become a U.S. senator from New York because, believe it or not, and I know it's going to shock you, there is a lot of Jewish voters in New York. I know. You're just as shocked as I am. And what somebody told this idiot, and she is an idiot, she is. She's good on TV, but she's a dummy. I'm sorry, but she is. She's a dummy. I mean, you hear her, the more she talks, the more you just go, but you're just not very bright. There's nothing to do with her being a woman. There's lots of very intelligent women. Tulsi Gabbard, who I just adore, by the way. Don't agree with her on everything, but I'm, I would never accuse her of being dumb. She's a very, very smart woman. Person, person. I don't want to make this about gender. But AOC's an idiot. And you know what? But somebody pulled her aside and said, hey, not for nothing, uh, Congresswoman, but if you really want to take on Chuck Schumer in the primary, you can't alienate every Jewish voter in, in the state of New York. They'll still vote for this anti-Semitic party that you're part of, but they won't vote for you if it looks like you're really openly you know, against them. That's the only reason why she did this. And what I don't understand is why Nancy Pelosi and the other Democrats allowed Tlaib and these other people to be in the party, to hold positions, to be on, on, on committees. To, 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 they, they, they should censure her. Remember all the talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene? And they wanted the Republicans to, to kick her off her committees and basically be like a no man's land. And they were always talking, well, can they expel her from the party? Can they expel her from the House? Can they censure her, kick her off her committee? For saying things that, that they viewed as wacky, right? For having wacky beliefs on, on conspiracy theories. That was their argument for that. I'm not going to justify anything about that. I'm just going to simply say that this is a woman who has gone out there and accused Israel of apartheid and, 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 and genocide and all the other stuff. And do you hear that there is not a single blip in the media about this? And do you remember the attention that the Marjorie Taylor Greene stuff got? Do you, do you remember that? C crazy. Absolutely crazy. This is the Democrat Party, Ted Kuehler. This is the Democrat Party. This is this is your this is these are your peeps, man. This is who you hang out with. You, the, somebody once said, I think the quote was, um, "Like judge me based on the character of the company I keep," or something like this. I think it was the quote. Well, this is the company you keep. These are your people, and so I, I would just tell you that again, if you're a Democrat and you consider yourself a moderate, and you think about where your party has gone here. You, today, uh, Jen Psaki announced that they will no longer use horses in the efforts to patrol the border. Now, 
I know what you're thinking. Well, after those uh, horrific videos of them whipping people, they weren't whipping anybody. The reason why they want to take them off horseback is because now it's going to make it harder to patrol in those rocky desert areas, which is difficult for vehicles to get on. And if they lose the advantage of being on horseback, then it's going to make their jobs even harder. And they don't care about these Border Patrol officials. They don't care about making their jobs easier. They hate them too, and they want America to be open, and they want it to be a place where you come on in. You just come on in. Come on. And we're not going to stop you. How the hell? Why would we stop you? Who the hell are we to stop you? And you know what's happened, right? What's happened today is that you have a situation, it happened yesterday too, where the White House is engaging in this BS engaging in telling everybody that we are absolutely not going to support this anymore. And it's a lie. The whole thing is a lie. It is a lie that these Border Patrol agents were whipping people or using their reins to whip people or anything like this. It's a lie. But it's like we don't live in a world of facts and opinions. That, I mean, facts anymore. It's Just whatever they do, they just take it and run with it and it suddenly becomes the truth. Listen to this exchange today with Saki and discussing this issue of the Border Patrol agents on horseback, okay? Listen to this exchange here. What does he believe the, of the comparisons being made between his administration and the Trump administration? We saw Congressman Maxine Waters just today saying this is Trump's policy. Several other Democrats are saying this looks like the previous administration. What does he think of those comments? Well, what our role is and what the president has asked uh, his outreach team, members of his national security team, homeland security team to do is to explain clearly what our policy is and what our policy is not. We could not see it as any more different from the policy of the prior administration, which the president feels, we all feel, was inhumane, immoral, ineffective, uh, not operationally, wasn't operationally working. And because of the dysfunction uh, of it, uh, we, we have led to a very broken system that we're dealing with today. So what he has asked all of us to convey clearly to people who are understandably have questions, are passionate, are concerned, as we are about the images that we have seen, is one, we feel those images are horrible and horrific. There is an investigation the president certainly supports overseen by this the department of homeland security which he has conveyed will uh, will happen quickly i can also convey to you that the secretary also conveyed to civil rights leaders earlier this morning that we would no longer be using horses in del rio uh, so that is something a policy change that has been made but, in response oh, see but no more using horses related, let's also stop why would you do that why would you say no more using horses think, now think about it right if you had a situation where agents were whipping people or using their reins to intimidate people, which I don't see how that's wrong in any way, shape, or form, if the rain's not making contact with anybody and they're just waving it around, I don't know what the problem is with that. That's a deterrent measure, but regardless of that. But why would you just ban horses? Think, like, think, think about that now. What you could do is you could say, hey, we just told uh, the Border Patrol agents, if we see anything like this happen, uh, you're, you're done. You're, you're, you're going to be fired. You're never going to work again, whatever. No, instead they took the extreme effort of banning the use of horses in patrolling the border. If somebody rams a police car into a suspect and the, and the, and the suspect's car flips over and that officer gets reprimanded for that, do we ban police cars? Do we ban patrolling the streets with police cars? Could you imagine that? That, that? Just do the comparison here. Well, based on what we saw in that video, we are saying no. we're no longer using the use of cars. We are no longer allowing cars to be used in law enforcement. Because this one guy, uh, he rammed his car into another guy's car and then 
that guy flipped over and I mean, yeah, he was a drug dealer and, you know, but that's unacceptable. So instead of just reprimanding him, we're going to ban the use of police cars. So cops have to walk now. I or or go horseback. I that's see, I can't understand the 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 logic behind this. But again, this proves what I've been telling you. It proves what I said to you yesterday, it proves what I said to you today. The reason why they are banning horses is because they want to make it more difficult for Border Patrol. That's why. They are doing this to make this more difficult for the Border Patrol agents. There is no other explanation for it. You would not ban people on horseback. Because even though it looks intimidating, the cops use horses all the time. In Philadelphia, they're, they're, they're on horseback. In almost every major city in the world, they have a unit that's on horses. In Central Park in New York City, for example, it's a great way to get people in a, in a park setting. Same thing with the parks in Philly. All across this country, we use horses. Police use horses. And I'm sure that there's been, uh, in the history of, of cops on horseback, a cop who's done something that he shouldn't have done while on horseback. We haven't banned the procedure, although I'm sure that's coming after this. I'm sure it's coming. That'll be the next thing the left throws out. Defund police horses. Defund police horses. Maybe I'll title the podcast that today. So so Snarks is saying we are now going to eliminate this. So you got this rocky terrain in the desert where it's difficult to patrol with vehicles. And you only have so much capacity to be able to be on foot and only so much capacity to be overhead. And the horses are, are, are able to handle that rough terrain to go in the water, et cetera, to do lots of things that cars can't do. And now we're going to take that ability away from Border Patrol. In Del Rio. Uh, so that is something seen by the, the Department of Homeland Security, which he has conveyed will, uh, will happen quickly. I can also convey to you that the secretary also conveyed to civil rights leaders earlier this morning that we would no longer be using horses in Del Rio. Uh, so that is something, a policy change that has been made in response. But separately, all related, it's also important for people to understand what our process and our immigration process is and what the steps are that are taken. We are still under Title 42 because we are in a global pandemic. So we are still operationalizing that. If people are not um, are, are not expelled under that, then they are uh, there are a range of options. Either they are uh, put into a uh, an alternative to detention where they where biometric data is required. They are required to uh, they are given a notice to appear uh, or they are given uh, or they are put in an ICE facility. This is the process that is ongoing and has happened for every other migrant who has attempted to come irregularly across the border. Defund police horses. That's what it's going to be now. Uh, I mentioned earlier, and again, listen, you know me, I make jokes all the time and I in no way, shape or form uh, find anything being able to joke about today because it's just it's just it's it, listening to these people is a little bit getting under my skin today i don't know what it is maybe it's the fact that it's raining out it's friggin' pouring out right now you got all kinds of flash flood warnings i also think and i hate to say this but i think i'm a little hungover i know it's crazy but i didn't drink that much either i just was i had an empty stomach and i had a beer and i all of a sudden i was like oof I don't know. It's like as I get older, one or two drinks and I'm flying. But now I'm feeling it too. 
Oh, David Asher is going to be on the show tomorrow. I'm very excited about that. David Asher is now on Fox News. He was the lead uh, State Department COVID origins probe guy. What he's saying right now is that the uh, the COVID investigation is a criminal cover-up. It is now a criminal cover-up, and I'm very excited to talk to him tomorrow. He's a brilliant guy, one of the smartest guys I know, and I'm just very excited to have that conversation with him. I really am. So that'll that'll be that'll be great. So definitely tune in for that tomorrow, please. David Asher is fantastic. So what I said earlier about um, uh, Tom Massey, I just I want to share with you what Tom Massey tweeted out because again, my my goal here was not to um, try to equate these whack job nutbag anti semites with a great guy like Tom Massey, who has very principled reasons for why he makes his votes. And he's a libertarian. And I completely respect his points. Tom Massey's a friend of mine. He comes on the show. We, we text each other. We, you know, uh, direct message each other. I have no problems with what Massey has said. He is a, is a firm believer in the notion of not funding other countries. He just believes that very strongly. His position is no foreign aid. What he tweeted out earlier today was, my position of no foreign aid might sound extreme to some, but I think it's extreme to bankrupt our country and put future generations of Americans in hock to our debtors. Now, you can disagree. That's okay. You can absolutely disagree, and he would respect you disagreeing with him. If you said to him, hey, Tom, listen, I understand your point, but if we don't spend foreign aid, we're going to have enemies, and we need friends and money talks and BS walks and you got to wet the beak and that sort of thing. He would welcome that debate with you. He would absolutely welcome that debate with you. He voted no on the National Defense Authorization Act because it would subject our daughters to the draft. And he opposes drafting anyone. He said, uh, I'm not voting for it because it has no accountability for Afghanistan. There's no investigation to General Milley. It does nothing to help the border. No border security. It drafts our daughters. It requires critical race theory and it politicizes our service academies. And based on that, why would anyone vote for this? Why would anyone vote for the National Defense Authorization Act? The answer is people would vote for it because it sounds like you don't stand with our troops if you vote no, or you don't want to make sure America is protected if you vote no. None of those things are true, obviously. But you see... The, the the nutty congresswoman, the anti-Semite on the floor, doesn't share the view of Tom Massey that we should not be funding countries with foreign aid. She would absolutely do it to the countries that she likes. Her vicious anti-Semitic takedown of Israel today, lies, pure and utter lies, is disgraceful. And if a Republican did that, if a Republican came even close to something like that, we hear all the time, about Republicans, the party of hate, white supremacy, anti-Semitism. I mean, how much time have they spent on Charlottesville? It's like 100 dudes in khakis with torches walking around. Was it even 100? I don't even know. But that was supposed to be emblematic of the Republican Party today. I don't know how. But that's what they said. And those are Trump voters. And they yelled blood and soil, which is a very anti-Semitic term. Heard this over and over again. Heard this for years. I still hear it. Hear it all the time. The lie about many fine people on both sides. The lie that said, that's been twisted about President Trump. Yeah, Democrat member of Congress today stand up and savage the only Jewish state in the world. Savage them. 
with lies. Now, again, you can be opposed to funding Israel. Like, that's okay. If, as a policy position, if that's your position on that, and you just don't think we should be getting involved in the Middle East in any way, shape, or form, okay, I respect that. We can debate that. We can have a good debate on that, actually. It's an interesting policy question. Is it, wor- is it, is it worth the United States to be engaged in this country? As much as we, we, we support the principle of a Jewish state, should the United States be involved politically, militarily, financially? It's a very good debate to have, of course. But when you say no, because America should not be supporting an, an, a, 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 a country that engages in apartheid, apartheid and, and genocide and all the other lies that she said, that's where you have to say, this is wrong. This is wrong. And that's the Democrat Party today. And this will be ignored by the media. You know that, right? And they won't do anything about her. They won't censure her. There won't be any talks of kicking her off her committees. With the exception of this member of Congress who spoke on the floor and condemned her, do you really think a lot of others are going to do that? Do you think they're going to pull Liz Cheney's and go out and and bash her? Do you think a lot of them are going to do that? No? I know what you're thinking. Is it still raining out? I'm not really hungover. I'm just joking. But I do find it a little bit where nowadays you find that too. Just like a little bit of wine. I feel it the next day more than I did. Like I used to do. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, listen. It's worth the, the alternative is worse, right? They say about getting older. It's uh, the alternative is worse, which is, you know, you're not getting older because you're dead. But speaking of getting older, Joe Biden, uh, the president of the United States who clearly is out to lunch, big time, out to lunch. Do, I mean, is he, is he actually president right now? Do, do we know officially, or have they invoked the 25th Amendment and just not told anybody? That would not surprise me, by the way, if that's what they did. Would that surprise you? If it turns out that this entire time, <laughs> the Joe Biden had been 25th Amendment, would, would anybody go, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, that's true. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I have no doubts about that. Uh, Ilan Omar today, the other whack job in the squad. Progressives are being held hostage by conservative Democrats. Again, hey, Democrats, this is your party now. They want that $3.5 trillion uh, reconciliation bill. And what's what's happening right now, she says, the deal was that we will support the infrastructure bill if they supported the reconciliation budget resolution. And if they go back on their deal, we're going back on our deal. And I don't think anybody wants that to happen because it doesn't benefit any one of us, she said. She revealed that 50% of her caucus would vote the bill down if there were any changes in that previously agreed strategy. So we don't have any indication that the speaker is no longer going by that strategy that we've all been working off of. I and many progressives continue to remind our caucus and senators that the Biden agenda is our agenda. It is the agenda of the people. It's for the people we campaigned on. It's essential that we get it done in tandem. Progressives, of you, as you have alluded to, have made lots of compromises to get us here. And you know we are currently being held hostage by conservative Democrats who are doing the bidding of Big Pharma, Big Oil, and Wall Street. But I am optimistic, she said. We will overcome. We will deliver on behalf of the American people. What a loon. What a loon. I mean, really, when you think about it, right? This is the Democrat Party. These are your peeps, yo. These are your peeps. Did you hear about the Bernie costume, by the way? The sexy Bernie costume for Halloween? I may have to be this for Halloween. I may. I may just have to do this. I may. Well, we're going to have a normal Halloween this year. We're going to do that weird. Remember last year, people put candy on 
on like uh, dry cleaning. You know what I mean? Like you hang a line in the backyard, and you know, the Italians used to do in the neighborhood, and they still do in the neighborhood. Put clothes on it. What they call clothesline, I guess, right? They would. They did that for candy last year. I would go out with the kids, and we'd be walking around the neighborhood, and we come to a house, and there'd be clotheslines going across the property, and clipped to the clotheslines were bags of chips and candy, and you'd and and you. And you go up there, you you pull it down and put it in your bag and keep going. Are we going to do that this year? We're going to have another clothesline Halloween? I really hope not. I, it's just nuts. It's wacky. You know, especially considering that it's outside, of course, and we know that outdoors is the safest place you can be for so many different reasons. But they get a little nuts, you might have noticed, around this COVID stuff. You might have seen that. You might have heard that yourself. You heard that? Yeah? Yeah, no, it's true. They get a little nuts. And a big part of it is because of the lies that are said. But 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 the point is that um, the sexy Bernie costume might be the thing this year. Remember Bernie with the mittens and the mask on? Minnie, thank you for that, uh, for sending me that. A racy take on Bernie Sanders' now infamous outfit could be the scariest costume this Halloween. Hotties, young, hot socialists. Young hottie socialist dressed up as Bernie. They had comes with like a, a gray because he wore a gray coat, so it'd be a grayish, uh, longer kind of coat showing a lot of leg, a mask, and those big goofy wool mittens, and that goofy hat he had on, and that's what it would be. I love it. I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. It's meant for you to be a viral internet meme. Comes with a gray coat, cozy mittens, and a face mask for a total insta-worthy moment. You can be hot Bernie Sanders. And you know he loves the hot young socialists, right? He loves that. He loves it. He would love that. He goes, look at that. That's sexy uh, me. Look at you, you delicious little... Forget everything I said about sexy Bernie. You make this look good. Look at you. But uh, by lore... I want no one over 30 can buy this outfit because only young socialist hotties look good in this and everybody else looks like billionaires and millionaires and should not wear the sexy Bernie outfit. You want to know uh, about uh, how nutty things get with Halloween and uh, just in general with COVID? New Jersey voters give King Philip the unaccountable good grades on COVID responses in November election nears. You believe that? A majority of New Jersey voters give Governor Phil Murphy a positive grade, even with all the nuttiness, even of masking two-year-olds. Has anybody asked the question of why we didn't mask two-year-olds last year if two-year-olds were spreading the virus and killing people and there was no vaccine at the time? Why didn't we, why didn't we do this last year? You know why? Because it was stupid then and it's stupid now. And there's zero reason we should do any of this. Over at Grabian, which is a great site. I use them a lot. Get good audio over there. They wrote a piece today about masking and COVID-19. And I've told you before, and I'll say it again, all of this nut- nuttiness with, uh, with masking is all BS. It's all BS. Unless you have an N95 mask and it is fitted properly, it's all BS. The reason why is because COVID-19 is spread via microscopic aerosols because it is an aerosolized virus. Why? Because it was made in a lab in China. That's why. And so because it's spread via microscopic aerosols, the vast bulk of these infectious aerosols easily penetrate common masks. 
Because 90% of the aerosols are less than one-seventeenth the size of pores in the finest surgical masks and less than one-eightieth the size of pores in the finest cloth masks. Aerosols are light enough to stay airborne for minutes or hours, and hence they also travel freely through gaps around the edges of cloth and surgical masks, which is why surgical masks or N95 masks have to be fitted properly. Now, governments created these mask mandates based on the false assumption that COVID-19 is mainly transmitted by large droplets. For a long time, we were told that lie about the droplets generated by coughing, sneezing, and spittle. The droplets are bigger than the pore sizes of most masks and only remain airborne for a few seconds after they are emitted. For more than a year, the World Health Organization and the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention denied and downplayed the threat of aerosol transmission while issuing guidelines that don't amply prevent it. This enabled COVID-19 to decimate the most vulnerable populations of society, like those in hospitals and nursing homes. Then the spring of 2021 came along. You know what happened then? You want to know? Smart, funny podcast. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. No, that's the one. I want to hit this one. Hang on. Let's cut through the BS. Yeah, let's cut through the BS. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. Here's the thing. All right? Spring of 21. CDC and the White uh, World Health Organization quietly admitted that aerosols pose a major threat of transmission. But they said they still have not adequately uh, updated excuse me, their guidance to that reality. That has allowed countless preventable deaths to continue. The risk of aerosol transmission can be greatly reduced by disinfecting air with ultraviolet light, which is part of the energy spectrum emitted by the sun. This simple and safe technology neutralizes airborne microbes and has been successfully used to control the spread of contagious respiratory diseases for more than 80 years. Part of the reason why nobody has gotten sick yet outside from COVID-19, there still has not been one documented case of it. You know that, right? They've lied and said it has. They've, they've lied and said this thing was going to be a super spreader event and this thing was going to be football games and Sturgis and all the other lies. And they've even said things like, well, there's a wedding. I think there's a wedding in Massachusetts. They said that was outdoor transmission. No, it wasn't. With all these things, there's indoor components. Parties, pre-gaming, ill pre-game, the hotel. There's the hotel after the wedding. There's the bar at Sturgis. The outdoor is not where anyone, anyone has gotten COVID-19. Show me a demonstrated case. Show me an actual case, not a Fugazi case, because that's what always happens. There'll be a report in the newspaper that go, four people got COVID outside. And then they'll never write about it again because it was a lie, because it wasn't. Because when you do further investigation, you find out that the four of them were partying in the hotel room the night before. But anyway, the point is this. Because... COVID is generated by microscopic aerosols because it's a weaponized virus made in a lab in China. The aerosols, there's so much volume of air outside. That's why the filtration matters. It's why the, the, the airflow matters. It's why dumb things like plexiglass actually make things worse because they limit the actual airflow of, a, of an environment. They make things worse. It's also why I refuse. I will never eat in one of those fugazi outdoor things with that big thick plastic pvc you know what i mean because that there's no airflow with those things nothing i'd rather eat inside honestly than pretend like i'm outside with those things but if you roll them up and you get actual airflow in there what's well, a different story but covid19 does not spread outside because the aerosolized droplets are the air i'm sorry because 
the aerosolized transmission, it's just too small. And there's such a volume of air, it, it can't, it doesn't work. Now, I'm sure there's exceptions, like where somebody was outside and spread it to somebody else outside by sticking their tongue in their mouth, the other person's mouth, and French kissing or something. Gross, right? Why did I have to give you that analogy? I don't know. Just did it for a second. <laughs> or spitting in the other person's face, maybe. That's possible too, I guess, right? Licking them if somebody licks you outdoors. We count as outdoor transmission, I guess. Oh, it's been a long week, hasn't it? It's only Thursday. Anyway, um, and the other thing too is that UV light obviously kills it all, which is which is fantastic too. So the lab studies that came out, which showed that the uh, clinical evidence, the notion that surgical or class cloth masks reduce the transmission of COVID nineteen. Uh, the lab studies don't support that notion. They just never have. Masks of all types have negative impacts on some people, including headaches, difficulty breathing, increased cardiopulmonary stress during exercise, marked discomfort, and weakened social bonds. Because humans create carbon dioxide as they breathe, the CO2 concentration of the air they exhale is about 100 times higher than in fresh air. Masks restrict airflow and thus cause the wearers to rebreathe some of the air they exhale. The average CO2 concentrations inhaled by people wearing N95 masks range from 2.6 to 7 uh, uh, times OSHA's work shift limit for CO2. These levels cause headaches and chest pains in some people. Remember that when you see the elites at the Met and the Emmys walking around with no masks on, and then you see the poor servants serving them wearing masks as they're walking around all day long, serving people drinks, they're cooking in the hot kitchen, wearing a mask, all the other BS things that we do that don't do a damn thing to stop the spread of this aerosolized virus. Let me give you some opinions that they write here because opinions are not science, they are facts. Dr. Eric Shinoy, the Associate Chief of the Infection Control Unit at Massachusetts General Hospital, along with four other medical professionals, wrote in the New England Journal of Medicine that wearing a mask outside healthcare facilities offers little, if any, protection from infection. Who else said that? The Fouch said that. Remember that lie that he said? Uh, that uh, it was a lie till it wasn't a lie, then it was a lie again. But Fauci said the same thing at one point. Remember the email of Sylvia Burwell? that uh, there's no reason why anybody should be wearing masks. The better thing you could do would be to, um, I think he said at the time, would be to open a window or something like that, whatever it was. Dr. Martin Koldorf, a professor of medicine at Harvard Medical School, kind of a low-rent medical school, has stated children should not wear face masks because they don't need it for their own protection and they don't need it for protecting other people either. Tamara Van Ark, a public minister in the Netherlands, announced the confusion of the nation's National Institute for Health as follows. Because from a medical perspective, there's no proven effectiveness of masks. The cabinet has decided that there will be no national obligation for wearing non-medical masks. Dr. Joseph Allen, associate professor and the director of the Healthy Buildings Program at Harvard University, it's like a low-rent community college, a matter of fact, wrote, the truth is for kids, COVID-19 is like the flu and we don't make kids wear masks in school for that. Dr. Shamez Landani, a professor of pediatric infectious diseases and vaccinology at St. George's University of London, wrote that masking may help reduce COVID-19 transmission when used with other infection control measures, but I've yet to see any convincing evidence that masking in and of itself significantly contributes to reducing infection and transmission in schools and other institutional settings. Dr. J. Bhattachari, professor of medicine at Stanford University, said, on net, I think the masks not only have not been very effective, but have been harmful. Dr. Lisa Brousseau and Dr. Margaret Setstema, 
uh, Saitama. Researchers specializing in infectious diseases and respiratory protection wrote, there is no scientific evidence that cloth or surgical masks are effective in reducing the risk of SARS-CoV-2 transmission. Despite all that, uh, Dr. Fauci continues to lie, continues to push the lie that uh, masks work as they always tell people. I myself don't wear them at, at, at stores. I was told I don't need to since I'm vaccinated. And clearly, I think even if you're not vaccinated, the mask is not giving you protection, which is why uh, people wear N95 masks that have to be fitted properly. But listen, wear one if it makes you feel better. I'm not telling you not to. I'm just saying, from my perspective, I just follow the science and I follow the data and that's what I do. And I always do that. The other point I want to make before I let you go, because I got to let you go, right? You need to go and you need to go enjoy your day. Fauci lied when he said that kids, more kids have died of COVID-19 than the flu. That was a lie. And uh, it was pointed out by Guy Benson. I've mentioned this the other day a little bit in passing, but I think it's really important that I, I, I just play for you the lie because this is why parents, this is why schools are freaking out about COVID and making kids wear masks is because guys like Fauci lie. This is what he said. So even though relatively speaking, compared to an adult, they do not get as seriously ill. We have lost more children from SARS-CoV-2 than we ever lose for influenza. And we vaccinate children against influenza. Okay, so that's the lie that he told. Dr. Nicole Sapphire retweeted Guy Benson's thread, which he points out the absolute lie of what Fauci said. In four of the last eight flu seasons, CDC estimates show more pediatric deaths from flu than we've seen among kids with COVID throughout the entire year and a half pandemic. Deaths among kids are exceedingly rare from both COVID and the flu, thankfully, but Fauci's assertion isn't accurate. Flu has been deadlier for kids than COVID in recent years, yet we don't turn their lives upside down during flu season. Guy, welcome to the party, pal. Fauci's a fraud, and it's about time we say that. Smart, no, funny podcast. No, I meant to hit this the wrong. This is the See? Rich Zioli podcast. This is podcast. what happens when I don't hit the right things, and then you think I'm hungover. I'm really not. I'm just joking. Just, it's funny, though, right? You were a kid, party all night, wake up and rock and roll. Nowadays, have a glass of wine before you go to bed. The next day, you're like, what the hell did I do last night? Hey, have a great day today. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed it. Even if you didn't, pretend you did and give it a good rating, all right? Oh, you're too honest for that, I know. Just don't say anything nice. That not nice. Say anything not nice, as Mama Julie would say. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. 